Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one fiery page of Talmud every day. And today's pages, you have a more 34 and 35. Well, friends, we are getting down to some frisky stuff. Have a listen. The Gemara continues to clarify what took place. Granted, Onan engaged in unnatural sexual intercourse with her, as it is written with regard to his act that he spilled it, meaning his seed, on the ground. However, from where do we derive that Ur engaged in unnatural sexual intercourse with her? Rav Nachman bar Itzchak said, as it is written with regard to Onan, and he slew him also. This indicates that he too died the same death for performing the same transgression as his brother. The Gemara asks, Granted, Onan engaged in anal intercourse because he did not want Tamar to give birth, as he knew that the seed would not be his. However, with regard to Ur, what is the reason he acted in this way? The Gemara responds, He did so in order that she not become pregnant and become less beautiful as a result of her pregnancy. This is some X-rated stuff in the Talmud this morning, but gives us, as always, some profound insights into the core of human nature. And who do we turn to, to unlock such mysteries, to overcome shame, and to engage our hearts and our minds, of course, to the one, the only. Rabbi David Beshevkin, how are you, my friend? Liel, what an absolute joy to be here today. And it's with a great deal of trepidation to what pleasure do I owe being the guest for the X-rated passages in the Talmud. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, hide your children away. This is a pretty explicit passage, but you were not underselling it when you said that this gets to the core. Not really what I want to talk about of human identity, but this gets to the core of our Jewish identity, believe it or not. And what I really want to highlight is this story, which takes place in the 38th chapter of Genesis, which is one of the raciest, most confusing stories in all of the Torah, and it's the story that is known, referred to on this page, as the Maisa, the story of Er Va'onen. Er Va'onen were the two children of Yehuda, who was one of the 12 tribes. And Er was killed by God. And the Talmud discusses why it was sexual deviance or whatever it is. And his brother Onan was meant to take in his brother's widow like the act of Yibam Yavamos in our tractate. And it's really fascinating that the story of Yibam appears before it was actually introduced as a commandment in the Torah. This is kind of a pre-commandment um, emergence of Yibam. God has not told the Jewish people about Yibam, but it kind of exists in the ether, in the air, in the, in the zeitgeist, even before the commandment is given. And in this story, which is really a wild Torah story, essentially Onan refuses to marry this widow properly in the Leverite marriage and instead basically ejaculates outside of her. He will not have intercourse with her. And the Talmud talks about this in this passage. So what's Tamar to do? Nobody wants to bring her in and include her in her family. She goes out and she becomes a prostitute. And on the road comes her 
past father-in-law, Yehuda, one of the 12 tribes, and sleeps with her. And through a series of kind of fortuitous events, uh, it turns out Yehuda doesn't really realize her identity. She was wearing a veil, and finally he discovers that this prostitute that he slept with was his daughter-in-law and is now pregnant with twins. It is a jaw-dropping story that involves both sexual scandal and familial scandal in which really lays the bedrocks of the Jewish people. Because I want to highlight something that's really important, and that is the twins that Tamar eventually births end up becoming, the one of them, particularly Peretz, ends up becoming the ancestor of David HaMelech, through later on, through the story that we read in Ruth, in Megillus Rus, that story has the lineage of David HaMelech, the first king of the Jewish people, King David, which ultimately leads to the very bedrocks of Jewish peoplehood, the messianic redemption that we still wait for. And I think it leaves us all with a question, how can it be that the very leadership of the Jewish people emerges from a story of such scandal and such salaciousness. And what's so remarkable, and I want to highlight this for the listeners. Again, we can't unpack all of this, and I'm suspicious that I'm never going to be invited as a guest again because I'm getting involved not just in an X-rated story, but a complicated X-rated story. Nobody wants plot in their X-rated stories. Like, this is the worst of everything. It's a complicated... Trust tr- trust us Jews to, to do this. You know what people want right now? A lot of complications A, a complicated story. X-rated story. But here we are. But, but I want to highlight this for our listeners because I think it's really important. We have two stories that lead to the formation of the ultimate kingship, the centrality of the Jewish people, of David HaMelech, the messianic line that we still anticipate today. One story is the story of Tamar and Yehuda, and the other story is Rus. And Boaz. Now, I'm not going to get into the details of both stories. We mentioned the first. You know what's a common denominator in both of these stories? Yibum, Leverite marriage. In both of these stories, what is animating both of them is a the, the responsibility and the need to form relationships for those who are bereft of family. And I think what lies at the heart of both of these stories and why both of these stories serve as the center of the very formation of Jewish peoplehood is that even when you are surrounded by chaos, even when you are surrounded by those non-ideal X-rated difficulties and struggles, those issues of intimacy when everything is falling apart. We forge our Jewish identity by taking responsibility and caring for those who are bereft of people to care for them. At the heart of Jewish life and Jewish identity are two stories and two women, might I add, Rus and Tamar, both of whom have examples of this Leverite marriage. And it's Leverite marriage which serves as the heart of it because Leverite marriage is the prototype of forging relationships through chaos, creating familial bonds, 
even when the world around you is not reflecting the ideals of that family that you hoped you would have, but persevering even in that exilic universe, even when everything is falling apart, even when everything is ugly and X-rated, and looking at somebody who needs care, who needs compassion, who needs empathy, and bringing them into that fold of familial bonds and saying, you too deserve family. You too deserve empathy. And these two stories, these two women, Rus and Tamar, through their Leverite marriage, ultimately build the bedrock of Jewish peoplehood. Because I think this notion of the compassion and empathy that underlies all of Leverite marriage, even when you are surrounded by the chaos and pain of death and X-rated plot lines that are way too complicated to recount, but you could definitely look them up, the Jewish identity shows us how to remain compassionate and sensitive and build our identity through that. Rabbi David Bashevkin, as always, you have brought us comfort and joy even when on the page we faced so many hardships and complications. Thank you so much for being our guest. My absolute pleasure. This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Ruskay and Quinn Waller. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Mark Oppenheimer, Sarah Fredman-Ader, Robert Scaramuccia, and Tanya Singer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You can find us on Twitter at takeone.fiomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic and we will see you again soon. Thank you.